Welcome to the Padres Post Game Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Post Game Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Welcome into our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Minnesota today, the Twins 5 and the Padres 3. Padres drop to an even 19-19. and Minnesota improves to 21-17. and And the Padres, after winning the first game of this series on Tuesday, a couple of frustrating games for San Diego as they lose on Wednesday and lose the rubber game here today. Final totals for Minnesota, 5 runs, 6 hits, no errors. And for San Diego, 3 runs, 6 hits and no errors. And now the Padres will head to L.A., where they now sit behind the Dodgers by four games for first place in the National League West. And it becomes a very important series for the Padres in L.A. starting tomorrow, then Saturday and Sunday against the Dodgers. But first things first, we have a lot to break down from this ball game here today. Padres went one for seven with runners in scoring position. That was an issue once again for this Padres offense. It was a back and forth game. A lot we need to hear about from Bob Melvin when we go back to Minnesota, hear from him, including about you, Darvish, who went six strong innings in this game, two earned runs given up, but came out after just 80 pitches. And that was after uh, the training staff had a look at him before the sixth inning. Now he threw a one, two, three frame in the sixth, but came out at 80 pitches, which uh, certainly raises some eyebrows. So we'll see what the update is on you, Darvish, uh, the Padres. Had a really good start to this game offensively. Fernando Tatis Jr., a leadoff home run on the very first pitch he saw of the game. And then it went back and forth. Twins tied it at one. Padres took a 2-1 to one lead. Twins tied it at two. Padres took a 3-2 to two lead on Rugnet Odor's first home run as a San Diego Padre in the fifth inning. But the critical inning in this game, the three runs in the seventh inning for Minnesota. There are multiple aspects to break down from that inning, including... Brent Honeywell hitting a batter, walking a batter, a potential double play ball where Rugnet Odor could not get the throw low enough for Jake, for Jake Cronenworth to get it. He had to hop up for it. That allowed the tying run to come into score instead of potentially an inning-ending double play to keep the Padres in front. And moments later, Carlos Correa, a two-run double to put the Twins ahead 5-3, to three, and they win it by that final score. So we have to find out about you, Darvish. Certainly break down some of the issues with runners in scoring position as those, for the most part continue for the Padres here today. A big moment in the eighth inning where the Padres loaded the bases. Trent Grisham struck out with the bases loaded. That was not a great moment for the Padres offense in this game. And again, now they will head to L.A. for what becomes a very, very important series against the L.A. Dodgers. Now four games behind the Dodgers for first place in the National League West. It is very early. I've said it many times on our post-game show, game number 38 today. But the kind of series, if you don't well in L.A., all of a sudden there could be a sizable gap between the Dodgers and the Padres in this division. So we'll get into all of that. I'm going to take you up until 2 p.m. That's when Gwyn and Chris today, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, will come your way until 2 to 6. 
uh, here on 97.3 The Fan. But we will continue on with our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. A lot to do when we come back. We'll recap it, play you back the highlights, and we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit as well. Might have some post-game reaction from the clubhouse too. Much more to come in our post-game show. Again, the final score in Minnesota, Twins 5, Padres 3 on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Minnesota today. The Twins win it by a final of 5-3. to three. Again, the final totals. Four Minnesota, five runs, six hits, no errors. And four San Diego, three runs, six hits, and no errors. Padres dropped two in a row in Minnesota after winning the series opener on Tuesday. And really no way around it. A disappointing couple of days for the Padres in Minneapolis after you felt really good about what this offense was doing on Tuesday. The pitching continues, especially in the starting rotation, to be very, very good for the Padres. You Darvish went six innings, two earned runs allowed in this game, but it was not enough as Minnesota wins the rubber game of this three-game series. We'll have much more on some of the pitching numbers as of late, and uh, we'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit from Minnesota. Play back the highlights in a moment as well. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game cover from inside our San Diego studios. Again, I'm taking you up until Gwyn and Chris at 2 p.m. Today it'll be Chris Ello, Matt Scraby with you from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. We will take your phone calls coming up a little bit later in the show. Phone number to call is always 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number 833-288-0973. A lot to recap, a lot to break down from this one in Minnesota today. Let's begin with our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. Bailey Ober started the game for the Minnesota Twins on the mound. The opening pitch of the game, Fernando Tatis Jr. was ready. Bailey Ober, first pitch swinging, driven down the left field line, and it is gone. One pitch. And the Padres have a 1-0 lead on the fifth home run of the season for Fernando Tatis Jr. Hugh Darvish pitched a 1-2-3 first inning. He ran into trouble in the second. Alex Kirilov and Jorge Polanco started the inning with two straight singles. Darvish then hit Kyle Farmer with a pitch to load the bases with one out. Then Darvish walked Joey Gallo to force in a run. The game was tied at one. Darvish did a good job after that, bouncing back to strike out two in a row, stranding the bases loaded. Uh, lo- excuse me, stranding the bases loaded. Fast forward to the fourth inning, still tied at one. Manny Machado started of the inning with a double. Juan Soto stepped in. He fouled the pitch off his left ankle area. He was in a ton of pain. Took some time to regroup. The next pitch with Machado on second base. Soto did this. Count now 0-2. Juan's back in the left-hand batter's box. The pitch to him. Ground ball right back off the middle. Caram's off over. It's going to go into left field for a base hit. Manny Machado's going to score. Juan Soto's heading for two. He's got a double. And the Padres have a 2-1 lead. Padres couldn't get Soto in from second with nobody out. The lead was short-lived for San Diego with two outs and nobody on. Kyle Farmer stepped in. Think Tony Swung on, driven. Well hit to left field. Going back is Juan Soto. He's going to go look up, but this one is up in the second deck. And we have a tie ball game on the two-out home run for Kyle Farmer. 
Back and forth they went. Rugnet Odor led off the fifth inning for San Diego. Next pitch to him, swinging, driven down the right field line, pretty well hit. This ball is going to be gone. It's a home run. First home run as a Padre for Rugnet Odor, and it gives the Padres a 3-2 lead. Hugh Darvish pitched a scoreless fifth inning with the Padres leading 3-2. He was looked at by a team trainer before the sixth inning, but he continued on. He tossed a 1-2-3 frame in the sixth. Darvish, though, was done after six innings and two earned runs allowed. Just 80 pitches on the day for Hugh Darvish. So, again, we'll hear from Bob Melvin in just a little bit. Uh, from Minnesota, find out what's going on with you, Darvish, because certainly it was a little unusual for Darvish to come out after just 80 pitches. Brent Honeywell replaced Darvish for the bottom half of the seventh inning. The Padres still leading 3-2. to two. He allowed a one-out single, hit a batter, a walk. That loaded the bases for Max Kepler with one out. Three-one offering, ground ball. This could be two. Xander has it, underhands it for one over to first base, but it's high, and they can't turn the double play. The run is going to score. We have a 3-3 tie. On that play, Rugnet Odor took the toss from Xander Bogarts at second base. He didn't come set and throw the ball to first base. Now, Kepler runs well, but Odor stepped on the bag and then made a jump throw to first base. The throw was high. It took Jake Cronenworth off the bag. The run scored, and instead of an inning-ending double play, we were tied at three. Steven Wilson then replaced Honeywell. There were still runners on first and third for Carlos Correa. Again, a long hold. Now the pitch. Hot shot. Third base line. It is fair down the left field line. Could be extra bases. Jeffers is going to score. They're going to send the pinch runner, Taylor. He's going to score. And all of a sudden, it is a 5-3 Twins lead on the two-run double by Carlos Correa. All three runs were charged against Brent Honeywell in this game. Padres trailed 5-3, heading to the eighth inning, but the Padres would rally against Minnesota reliever Brock Stewart. Stewart issued a leadoff walk to Fernando Tatis Jr. with two men away. Juan Soto walked, then Xander Bogarts was hit by a pitch, but Trent Grisham, with the tying runs in scoring position, struck out to end the inning. Minnesota didn't score in the bottom half of the eighth inning against Tom Cosgrove. Nice job by him. But in the top of the ninth inning, Jorge Lopez took the mound, trying to secure a series win for Minnesota. He got a ground out from the pinch hitter Matt Carpenter, a strikeout of Rugnet Odor. The game was left up to another pinch hitter, Nelson Cruz. The one-two pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. Got him. And the Twins win the finale by a score of 5-3 to three and take the series 2-1. to one. From the Padre. And that was it. Final score, Minnesota 5, San Diego 3. The Twins bounce back in this series after losing the opener on Tuesday, winning last night in an innings 4-3, to and beating the Padres here today in the rubber game by a final of 5-3. to Again, the Padres drop to 19-19, and back to 500. Minnesota improves to 21-17, and and with the defeat, the Padres now four games behind. The L.A. Dodgers for first place in the NL West with a series looming in L.A. starting tomorrow at Dodger Stadium. Much more on that coming up a little bit later. We'll continue to break this one down. Take your phone calls as well coming up in a little bit. But when we come back, we'll go back to Minnesota. Here from Padres manager Bob Melvin might have some additional audio coming from the clubhouse as well after a disappointing game for the Padres in Minnesota. Again, the final score, Twins 5, Padres 3. We'll hear from the skipper Bob Melvin when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. 
final score in Minnesota today, the Twins 5 and the Padres 3 as the Padres drop the rubber game of their three-game series against the Twins. Now the road trip continues to Los Angeles with a three-game series beginning against the L.A. Dodgers tomorrow. Much more on that coming up later. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage here inside our San Diego studios on the Padres radio network. Good to have you with us on this Thursday. Again, we're taking you up until 2 p.m. That's when Gwyn and Chris today, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby with Tony Gwynn Jr. on his way to L.A. with the Padres. They'll have much more to say about this game, and we have a lot to do uh, in the next uh, 35 minutes or so. Continue to break this one down. A disappointing day for the Padres. Again, the final totals for Minnesota, five runs, six hits, no errors, and for San Diego, three runs, six hits, and no errors. Padres went just one for seven with runners in scoring position in this game, and the Padres continue to have issues in that department. Padres' last eight games with runners in scoring position, batting 134. And overall this year, we said it many times during the pregame. We've said it many times in the postgame. The average now is down to 203 as a team through 38 games with runners in scoring position. That is the lowest batting average with runners in scoring position in baseball. So it has been a major issue for this Padres team. We'll continue to break this down, hopefully get an update on you, Darvish, uh, after he came out uh, following just 80 pitches, six strong innings in this game, two earned runs given up, but again came out after just 80 pitches. So the issues with runners in scoring position, you, Darvish, plenty to talk about. Let's go back to Minnesota, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Probably with more, more opportunities and more missed opportunities. It seemed like some of the contact was a little better in those spots, but what's it going to take to get those start catching in there? we we got to perform better. That's what we have to do. So, yeah, we hit some balls hard today. But... We put way too much pressure on our pitching late in the game, and we have guys that can perform better. And we're going to, but it's it's time to quit just talking about it. It's time to go out there and do it. So another frustrating game for us, underperformed. How, how does that happen, how, to go out and perform better? Like, is it just a matter of literally doing it, like you just said? We just got to fight a little harder and expect a little bit more of ourselves, all of us, yeah, myself included. So we have not done that to this point. These stretches happen, but it's it's gone on too long. We got to break through here at some point. Doesn't uh, seem like you that you would say that to us without having said that to them. Is this... I, I I don't I don't talk about that stuff. So they know how I feel. Do you think it's been that there's just a little too much confidence based on who they are that they're going to turn it around? I don't think much? so for a minute. I just okay. don't think there's enough enough tenacity throughout the course of the game. We show signs of it. We show spurts of it. We come out like we should, and then we don't sustain it for the entire game. That's the problem. Uh, Angle, I know that he's got the speed. It's the time run. Anything to do with Soto's toe? Um, You know what? I wasn't out there at that point in time. Darvish, first of all, what did you think of Darvish today, and was the seventh inning at least at all related to whatever was going on? You know what? It, It might be a tiny bit of tightness, but I was not going to let him go out there for the seventh inning if, you know, he was feeling anything. So, he's okay. He wanted to go out there. Um, 
he'll be fine for his next start. I just didn't want to. I didn't want him to have to go out there and pitch the seventh inning if I didn't think he was 100. percent Tightness in what capacity? What was just? He was just shaking his arm a little bit out there and just didn't feel. I didn't feel comfortable sending him out. The inconsistency of the strike zone is something that you seem to have issue with all day. I did, but you know what? You got to fight through those things too. So we did. It wasn't a great strike zone. And we had, we did. We had some good at-bats. Manny had some great at-bats. Um, but it's a result-oriented game, and we're not seeing those right now. Is the, but the series this weekend, is the urgency ratcheted up a little bit, considering? It, it shouldn't ratchet up. I mean, we should play the same game all the time. Now, obviously, there's a little bit more when we play the Dodgers because what happened last year and all that stuff, but we should play the same game every day. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from Minnesota after this 5-3 loss to the Minnesota Twins. Padres dropping 2-3 of three to the Twins in Minnesota. And I think safe to say about as frustrated as we've heard Bob Melvin all year. Um, with uh, the lack of offense, uh, the lack of hits with runners in scoring position, and uh, certainly uh, a frustrated Bob Melvin there. And, and you understand it. Uh, this team... Uh, right now, not playing the way you hope they would through 38 games, sitting at 19 and 19, and uh, heading into a series against the LA Dodgers. That all of a sudden, I mean, I know it's early, I know it's May 11th, but it is an important series for this team. Bottom line, it is. There's no way around it because if you don't play well over the weekend and something bad happens, like you don't win a game. All of a sudden, Padres could be seven games out. So it is an important series against the L.A. Dodgers just because of where this team is right now, how they're playing, and we'll see if the Padres can get it going in L.A. We'll continue to break this down. We should hear from you, Darvish, coming up in a little bit as well. And again, that was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse in Minnesota as the Padres fall 5-3. to three. We'll step aside on our post-game show, come back, give out some daily awards. We'll continue to break this one down. I've got some numbers on the side of things that you're going to want to hear, some numbers with runners in scoring position. Continue to uh, uh, break this one down after a tough day in Minnesota. Phone number to call if you want to get involved, and we will start taking your phone calls when we come back, 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that as well. Tweet at us at 973thefansd or on my Twitter, SammyLev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. You can also send me a message on Instagram, SammyLev, there as well. And if you have a thought about today's game, I might just read it on the air. We'll continue on with our post-game coverage when we come back. Again, the final in the rubber game of this series in Minnesota. Twins 5, Padres 3, coming back after this on the Padres Radio Network. Yeah, yeah. And yo, Black, it's time. Bird. Bird is it's time, man. All right, our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Minnesota 5, San Diego 3, the final score in Minnesota today in the rubber game of this three-game series as the Padres drop two straight games to the Twins after winning the series opener on Tuesday. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios. As we wrap this one up, again, taking you up until 2 p.m., that's when Gwyn and Chris will come your way. Today, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby with you, Tony Gwynn Jr. on the way to Los Angeles with the Padres. So they will have plenty more on 
on Padres baseball and uh, everything in the wide world of sports coming up at 2 p.m. Still a lot to do on our post-game show. We heard from Padres manager Bob Melvin. We may play that a little bit later uh, in the hour again for you because it was as frustrated as we've heard Bob Melvin uh, to this point in the season. I really thought no doubt about that. So we may play uh, his post-game press conference for you again a little bit later in the hour. We do have phone calls coming in. Just hang on with us for a little bit. 833-288-0973, the phone number if you want to get involved. 833-288-0973. We will hear from you, Darvish, uh, in just uh, a couple of minutes, so stay tuned for that. I just want to break down some of the numbers right now as I was calculating towards the end of the game for the Padres that, that really stand out. And I think something that really hurts right now for the Padres is the pitching has been really, really good as of late. Padres starting pitching, including what you, Darvish, did today. A 2-4-3 ERA in the last 10 games. Another quality outing here today. So in the last 10 games, Padres have now received... Just want to double-check as I'm going through my pregame notes here. And if you're new to the postgame show, you know uh, sometimes I have to calculate as we're going here. Eight quality starts in the last 10 games. And the Padres are just 5-5 five and five now in the last 10 games. So they have really not capitalized, as you would have hoped on some really, really good pitching, both the starting rotation and the bullpen. This is something we talked about during the pregame show, how good Padres pitching has been overall in the month of May. You might not realize this, but in the month of May, Padres pitching combined now has a 2.06 ERA. That was well below two before this game, but even a 2.06 ERA in nine games right now is the lowest team ERA in baseball in the month of May through nine games. And again, the starting pitching has been really good going back to the last day of April. The next lowest team ERA is Tampa Bay, and they've been an excellent team this season at 248. So the Padres at 206, Tampa Bay at 248. Padres have got some really good pitching as of late, and yeah, I think it's safe to say it's disappointing to only go 5-5 five and five in those games with what we know this offense should be capable of. Now, the offense, the issues with runners in scoring position continue today. One for seven with runners in scoring position. Last eight games, the Padres are batting 134 in those scenarios. And this is a number that we keep on talking about. And trust me, I would love not to talk about it anymore, but we have to right now. Padres, after today, the team batting average with runners in scoring position is down to 203. That is the lowest team batting average with runners in scoring position in baseball. And you heard from Bob Melvin in the postgame press conference. So if you're frustrated out there, no Bob Melvin sounded, you know, just as frustrated. Um, that number has to come up. And we've said it many times, but this team will likely go as far as the, the, the offense can take them. And uh, getting runners in with score, getting runners in from scoring position, uh, scoring more runs, more than three runs in a game, more than three runs yesterday, has to be something the Padres start doing with more regularity. Um, that is the bottom line right now. Now, as we dive a little bit deeper into this game here today, let's just go over some of the key elements. Obviously, and again, we'll hear from you, Darvish, in in just a little bit here. 
Obviously, Darvish coming out at 80 pitches, and we'll hear more from him. Bob Melvin described it as tightness. Darvish was shaking around his arm uh, before that sixth inning, and uh, Bob Melvin did not want to send him out with any sort of tightness going on, which I totally understand. This is a player that is extremely important to the Padres. So if there's anything going on with you for as much as you want him to continue in the game, I don't think you can, you know, second guess anything in that sense of taking him out. I mean, if he has anything going on, hey, it's unfortunate he had to come out. But while he was in there, he was really good. Six innings, two earned runs given up. Obviously, Brent Honeywell, not his finest performance in the seventh inning, gives up a one-out single, hits a batter, walks a batter, then gets replaced by Stephen Wilson. The potential double play ball off the bat of Max Kepler, Ground ball to shortstop. Bogarts picks it up, flips the second to Rugnet Odor. You know, I went back and I watched some different angles of that play because I wanted to see, did Rugnet Odor need to rush as much as he did? Because if he makes a better throw, if that's a lower throw and Jake Cronenworth doesn't have to hop up to get it, the inning's over and the Padres have a 3-2 to two lead. Instead, it was tied at three. The next batter, Carlos Correa, two-run double. It's a 5-3 game. So that was a critical, it wasn't an error on Odor, but if the throw is better, the inning is likely over. I went back and looked. He didn't have a ton of time. Look, I I don't know if if he gets to the base, stops and sets himself, Instead of doing the jump throw, I don't know if he gets them or not, if that takes too much time. It was going to be a close play from what I can tell. I even went and looked at the high home camera angle where you can see the entire diamond. It's tough to tell. Um, But whether he made the jump throw or he set, the throw wasn't good enough. And... It allowed a run to score. Moments later, Twins get a two-run double from Correa. So obviously that was uh, an issue in this game. But I think what it goes to show you, whether you want to talk about the walk and the hit batsman for Honeywell or the throw by Odor, the Padres' offense, if they were more active today, we aren't necessarily focused on these very, very little things in this game. That's what you hope this offense can ultimately provide is some cushion, some room for error. But it's something we've talked about a lot in the first 38 games. When you don't score consistently, on those days you don't score, the margin for error is really, really small. And it's something we heard Bob Melvin talk about just a little while ago in the post-game press conference. Um, You know, the pitching has been really good, but they don't have much room for error on days the Padres don't score a lot of runs. And today they scored just three runs on six hits. Yesterday, three runs on four hits. So for as encouraging as the first game of this series was, six runs on nine hits, final two games of this series, the Padres scored just a total of six runs on ten hits, which obviously this offense, um, you know, has to be a little bit better than that. In the eighth inning, and again, this is where the the issues with runners in scoring position come into play again. In the eighth inning, Padres load the bases down by two. Trent Grisham at the plate. Grisham strikes out, and the inning is over. That was the best scoring chance the Padres had in the final couple of innings. So, uh, look, uh, I understand it out there right now. If you're frustrated, 19 and 19 is not where you want to be, and there's no doubt. And uh, it is early, and I I will be honest, and if you listen to me on the postgame shows and uh, during my appearances on shows like Ben and Woods and, and whatnot, 
It's early, but this is a really important series against the L.A. Dodgers. And you heard a, a little bit of uh, of that from Bob Melvin in the sense of, you know, it, it, there's a belief, and I do think there's a belief that, that they will turn it around offensively to become more consistent, more what we expected. But we're getting to a point nearly a quarter of the way through the season where that's got to start happening. And uh, again, we'll play Bob Melvin's post-game press conference again a little bit later in the hour because uh, it was it was as frustrated as we've heard him. And uh, you certainly understand it. And um, hopefully the Padres can get it going offensively in L.A. over the weekend. Before we hear from you, Darvish, let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware our ace pitcher of the game will go with you darvish in this game you was really good six innings two earned runs given up had that rocky second inning where he gives up back-to-back singles, hits a batter, walks a run in, very unlike you, Darvish, as we know, but then bounces back to strike out two in a row, kept the damage, limited to one, gives up a solo home run. That was only one of two base runners he allowed the rest of the game after the second. It was a good outing for you, Darvish, and if he had not come out at 80 pitches, and we're going to hear from you in a second uh, with what Bob Melvin called tightness. Maybe we'll get some more details in a moment here. You know, probably goes obviously deeper in this game. But Hugh Darvish was really good. And in a lot of ways, it was a classic Hugh Darvish outing where he had to feel through some things in the second inning and limited damage, made sure the game didn't get away from him, but settled in for a quality outing. And again, Padres have had eight quality starts in the last 10 games, a starting pitching ERA in the last 10 of 2-4-3. So they've got good starting pitching. The ERA as a staff in May was below two. It's right around two now in the month of May. So the pitching has not been the problem as of late. Let's go back to Minnesota. Hear from you, Darvish. What were you? Were you feeling something after the sixth inning there? And what was kind of going on? Yeah, just a tiny bit of tightness in like the tricep area. Um, I usually pitch through this. I did that when I was with the Cubs. Um, I think Bob was being very cautious and, um, you know, uh, he decided not to let me pitch in the seventh inning there. How, how much did you protest? と and uh, during the inning, he came back and he said, you know, let's be careful about this. Let's, you know, let's not go um, because the season's long and all that. And uh, so that's kind of what happened in there. You were able to throw one to training there. I think you were like, how did you kind of feel about the way you're outing the last couple of innings and you're outing kind of the way you were able to progress there? And 
まあコマンド的にはまあ良かったですし、うん、1イニングちょっとダラダラっとしましたけども、うん、それ以外はあの絶対的に良かったと思います、うん I think I was good for the most part. Maybe one inning that I wasn't very sharp, but you know, for the most part, I felt like the command was there. Things were coming out of the hand right, so I felt pretty good about, pretty good about my stuff today. Because you were able to pitch that inning like after you had felt whatever that was, like, does that kind of a sign you think that it's hopefully nothing that'll linger? Yeah, but that's why I felt like I was in the bullpen, and I felt like I was in the bullpen. I, I the so it's, it's no concern for me at, at all. You know, you sometimes feel that even throwing in the bullpen.、Um, in this case today, it was when I was doing the warm up pitches and I was shaking my arm a little bit, and that caught Bob's attention. And like I mentioned earlier,、uh, you know, the decision was to let's try to keep it on the safe side and you know, not push it. How do you do that where there maybe is an inning that looks not very good? You can't get certain pitches to work, and then you are able to go six or seven innings. I just keep everything the same. you know It's not like I do something drastically different after an inning that I wasn't you know so sharp. you know Just look at the look at the hitters, you know see what their tendency, what their weakness is in, and you know try to attack that. so That was Yu Darvish from the Padres Clubhouse in Minnesota after this 5-3 loss to the Minnesota Twins. Sam Levitt back with you here inside our San Diego studios. That was Yu Darvish with、uh, translator Shingo Hori、uh, as well,、uh, providing the、uh, translation there.、Uh, so you heard from Yu Darvish.、Uh, he felt uh, uh, what he called a tiny bit of tightness in Uh, the tricep area, but it doesn't sound like you, Darvish, is very concerned about it, which is good news. Which is good news. This sounds like、uh, the Padres wanting to be very careful with any kind of tightness、uh, or discomfort you, Darvish, had. And I understand it. Now, for this game in particular,、uh, when you look at how the seventh inning unfolded, did you know, it impact the outcome of this game? Yeah. But. There's no way I think you can look at this and say it was、uh, you know, a quote unquote wrong decision. I mean, Darvish is incredibly important to this team, a guy the Padres have a major investment in. He's incredibly important to this season by itself. You know, if he's feeling anything, I understand it on the Padres' you know, perspective of wanting to be careful and make sure that you know, he's. All right, and getting it evaluated. But the good news in the big picture here is that y u Darvish、uh, doesn't seem concerned about it, but、uh, admitted there that he did feel some of that tightness in his tricep area and was shaking out、uh, that arm, which caused the Padres to, to go and take a look at him. So that was y u Darvish from the Padres Clubhouse. We'll step aside here on our post game show. When we come back, we will get to some of your phone calls. I know we have a lot of people that have been waiting on hold for a while here. We'll also give out more of our daily awards. Out of town, 
scoreboard. And again, Gwen and Chris, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, coming your way at the top of the hour. We'll wrap things up on our post-game show. Take your phone calls and more. Again, the final score, Twins 5, Padres 3. Coming back with more after this on the Padres Radio Network. Back here on our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Minnesota today. Minnesota 5, San Diego 3 as the Padres lose 2 of 3 to the Minnesota Twins after winning the series opener on Tuesday. Padres fall in 11 innings last night. A tough loss here today in the rubber game of this three-game series. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. We are taking you up until 2 p.m. here on the Padres post-game show. Gwen and Chris today. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby with Tony Gwynn Jr. on his way to L.A. with the Padres. Ello and Scravey will have much more to come about this game and I'm sure many more things uh, involving the world of sports coming up at 2 p.m. until 6 p.m. But uh, until then, you have me on the Padres post-game show. We will get to some of your phone calls here in a second, I promise. 833-288-0973. I also want to make sure that we have time to replay Bob Melvin's post-game press conference because it was as frustrated as I think we've heard Bob Melvin uh, in uh, any of these post-game press conferences this year as the Padres uh, had a very disappointing day, disappointing couple of days, especially after the way the series opener went in Minnesota. So we'll hear uh, more on that coming up in just a little bit. Before we get to your phone calls, I do want to uh, give out some daily awards. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game, we have to go with Minnesota Twins right-hander Brock Stewart for this one. And that's because in the eighth inning, with the Padres trailing 5-3, to three, he got himself in trouble, walked two, hit a batter, but struck out Trent Grisham with the bases loaded, the tying runs in scoring position to end that inning. That was a huge moment late in this game, and Brock Stewart got out of it. So I know he got himself into the jam without a benefit of a hit, which sometimes maybe is uh, not what you would want for relief pitcher of the game, but to me that was one of the bigger moments in this game striking out Trent Grisham in that eighth inning. So Brock Stewart of the Minnesota Twins will be our relief pitcher of the game. On the relief side of things, I I do want to shout out Tom Cosgrove, who did a good job in this game in that bottom half of the eighth inning, trying to keep it a two-run game, uh, keep it within reach, and he had to face uh, Solano, Farmer, and Gallo, a one-two-three inning, so a nice job by Tom Cosgrove, who has done uh, good work so far in his early major league career, yet to allow an earned run up from AAA El Paso uh, at this point just a couple of weeks ago. So good stuff from Cosgrove, uh, but uh, again, we'll go with Minnesota Twins right-hander Brock Stewart for our relief pitcher of the game. Now let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game. I would have 
love to have given it to Fernando with the leadoff home run or Juan Soto with a couple of doubles and RBI. He had a really good series. Certainly that's a, a bright spot in a series loss, what he did. But the biggest hit in this game was Carlos Correa, the two-run double. Right after the, the Twins tied the game at three on the fielder's choice by Max Kepler. So for that hit, Carlos Correa, our player of the game, or the Minnesota Twins, two-run double in that seventh inning, gave the Twins a 5-3 lead. They go on to win it by that final score. All right, we will go to your phone calls here. I will tell you we don't have a ton of time, and we have a lot of phone calls to get to, so please try to keep it quick. We'll uh, run through as many as we can here. I do want to play Bob Melvin's post-game press conference again, just in case uh, you missed it earlier, because I think it's important today uh, that you hear what Bob Melvin had to say after this frustrating loss for the Padres in Minnesota. We'll also take one final look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in a few minutes as well. Let's begin today on the phones with Don in Rancho Bernardo. Hi, Don. You're on the Padres Radio Network postgame show with Sam Levitt. How are you? Hey, Sammy. Um, great. Thank you so much. Um, you know, it's uh, it's good to see Bob Melvin, frankly, kind of as visibly frustrated as, as uh, I felt this season. I'm glad that it's showing in the ranks. And, um, you know, I'm really hoping that that attitude that Bob Melvin said uh, and has kind of makes a difference. Um, you know, it's interesting that 203 average you talked about with runners in scoring position, that's even worse when you consider the lineup we have. You know, it's not like we have an average lineup in there. And so we're <laughs> – it's just really underperforming. And I'm just – one thing I, I can't help but think, I think I might have mentioned it before. Who knows? I can't remember. It might be nice to um, to see them use Brett Sullivan more mm-hmm. and maybe even bring bring Brandon Dixon back to play for Grish in center field. I'm just thinking anything to kind of light a fire. Just wondering your thoughts on that, Sammy. Thanks so much. Don, appreciate the call. Look, uh, there's no way around it. The, the number with runners in scoring position is very underwhelming. And it, 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 I think it would be for any team because no team wants to be at the bottom of that list of, of team batting average with runners in scoring position. But, yeah, when you consider who this team has, it is very surprising where they are in that category. As far as shaking things up, you know, Bob Melvin uh, wouldn't comment in the post game if he said if he said anything to the team after the game. You know, I, I doubt unless somebody reports on it from uh, Minnesota uh, that will know that either way. It may be a day where something like that happens. Who knows? But as far as the shakeup, I mean, you know, I, I get what you're saying, but let's be honest. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot you can do. With this lineup, and we've said it many times, I mean, the reality is, is collectively and especially the top four or five in that lineup and the superstars in that top four, they've been uh, top five with uh, the, the different looking lineup the last couple of days. But you, you know who I'm talking about, Tatis, Machado, Soto, Bogarts, you know, this is the team you have. So I, I get it. Maybe there's somebody in El Paso that can come and play a little bit or just shake things up, send so, some sort of message. I understand that thinking. Um, you know, we heard the other day, maybe Brett Sullivan, at least for the time being, while Luis Camposano is on the injured list, maybe Sullivan's going to play more. That's something that Bob Melvin alluded to a couple of days ago when he pinched hit for Austin Nola late in a game. We'll see. But, again, I think the reality is is there, there's not a whole lot to do as far as personnel changes, I mean, you, you, I mean, I, I know it's maybe not the answer everybody wants to hear, but 
the guys that you've brought in and you've counted on to carry this team and collectively one through nine, because we've talked about what this offense can be when it's clicking on all cylinders, they've, they've got to execute and get it done. Let's go to Jimmy and Chula Vista. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, Sam. The first teardown of our minor league system was in 2016, but it allowed Trey Turner and Joe Ross to walk around with World Series rings. The second teardown of our minor league system allows Max Freed to have a World Series ring. We don't have anything to call up. The problem with this franchise lies right below Peter Seidler. You know who it is, and I know who it is, and I've tried to explain to people who it is, but no one will listen. Well, well, look, and I'm sorry, I actually I, I didn't mean to press the button, Jimmy, but look, I, I, I get what you're alluding to. The To me, I mean, there are players here that have the track records and that you've brought in and you're paying a lot of money to produce. I mean, they, they need to produce. I don't I don't necessarily put that on people who brought them in. I mean, these these guys should produce better. These hitters should produce uh, better based on their track records and with runners in scoring position. So to me, it's about execution. Um you know, I mean, no. Let, let's be honest. When the Padres have made trades for guys like Juan Soto, signed uh, guys like Manny and and Xander and and Fernando to long term deals, nobody was was you know sitting there saying it was bad ideas. So it's about execution right now. These are extraordinarily good and talented players. Right now, it's about can they find ways to hit with runners in scoring position and hit more consistently. One through nine to me. To me, again, uh, there, there's nothing really personnel-wise you're going to do right now with this ball club. They just have to execute better. And that's what we heard from Bob Melvin as well. Uh, let's go to Noel in San Diego. Hi, Noel. All right. I think hey, we... Sammy. Oh, um, okay. Thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to make a couple of quick points. Mm-hmm. Um, I adore this team. Um, and what it is is it's frustrating because if you look at the lineup on paper, I mean – other teams, you know, would be worried about it. And I know they have so much potential. So I think that is what is the frustrating part of it. Um, The other point I wanted to make, but I do believe in them. Um, I know everybody keeps saying it's early, it's early. But, you know, as each day goes on, we're getting deeper and deeper into the season. Mm -hmm. I know it's only 38 games or so, but still, um, you know, I'm really hoping these guys can turn it around. And secondly, um, I noticed Bob Melvin said something in his press conference, and maybe I'm reading into it too much, but he said something about um, he knows how the guys feel. He doesn't have to say anything or he doesn't say anything or something. And I'm wondering if his hands are tied by management because this is almost like what was kind of going on when Jace Tingler was here, and I know you weren't part of that time but um you know obviously during that time there was something going on with jace tingler and i don't know if his hands were tied so there might be something going on behind the scenes and that's just all i wanted to bring up today all right noel uh, appreciate the call look I, I think bob melvin has you know the full ability to do what he needs to do to manage this team I mean, last year we know that night in Arizona, when he felt it was necessary to say something to address his team, he did that. And look, did that happen today? Again, Bob Melvin wouldn't say if it did or it didn't in the post game. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. I don't know. I think as a manager, 
not that I have any experience as a major league manager, but I think a lot of managers feel like they need to pick their spots of when they have those kinds of conversations with their team. And I'm just talking generally right now because it's a very long season. And I know us, for us who talk about it every day, the fans, we, we ride that emotional wave of the season. I don't know that, uh, that players, coaches necessarily want to view it like that because it is so long and um, you have to kind of keep a level head. I think a, a lot of these players try to do, which is I think what the what the great baseball players do. You try not to take one game into the next day because it's that kind of sport. It's that kind of schedule. It's that kind of game. But I, I do not think Bob Melvin's hands are tied um, you know, with how he manages this team and how he addresses this team. I'm sure if Bob Melvin felt it was necessary to address this team after the game today, I'm sure he did that. If uh, that wasn't the case and that comes another day, if necessary, I'm sure he would do that. I Look, I think Bob Melvin's an excellent manager. He's got a ton of experience. Um, he's won a lot. He won last year with this team, even through the ups and downs of the regular season last year, brought him to an NLCS uh, to me, Bob Melvin is is the 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 perfect voice for this team that has high expectations and lots of superstars and has has to balance a number of personalities. So, you know, did he address the team today or not? We may never know that. Um, you know, could come later if this team continues to uh, struggle and and underperform here by the record, sitting at nineteen and nineteen now on the season. Um, but uh, I, I have confidence that Bob Melvin knows you know, when to push that button, when need be, if you will. All right, speaking of Bob Melvin, I do want to play the post-game press conference again because it was as frustrated as we've heard Bob Melvin this season. And you, you don't even need to watch it. You can hear it uh, in, uh, in his voice today after the Padres lose 5-3 to the Minnesota Twins. So uh, before we do the out-of-town scoreboard, before we wrap up, get you to Gwyn and Chris, I did want to replay the post-game press conference today from Bob Melvin. Let's once again go back to Minnesota. Probably more more opportunities and more missed opportunities. It seemed like some of the contact was a little better in those spots, but what's it going to take to get those start catching in there? we, we got to perform better. That's what we have to do. So, yeah, we hit some balls hard today, but we put way too much pressure on our pitching late in the game, and we have guys that can perform better. And we're going to, but it's, it's time to quit just talking about it. It's time to go out there and do it. So another frustrating game for us, underperformed. How, how does that happen? go out and perform better like is it just a matter of literally doing it like you just said you just got to fight a little harder and expect a little bit more of ourselves all of us myself included so we have not done that to this point these stretches happen but it's it's gone on too long we got to break through here at some point doesn't uh, seem like you that you would say that to us without having said that to them is this I, i i don't i don't talk about that stuff so they know how I feel. Do you think it's been that there's just a little too much confidence based on who they are that they're going to turn it around? I don't think much? so for a minute. I just okay. don't think there's enough, enough tenacity throughout the course of the game. We show signs of it. We show spurts of it. We come out like we should, and then we don't sustain it for the entire game. That's the problem. Uh, Angle, I know that he's got the speed. It's the tie and run. Anything to do with Soto's toe? Um, you know what? I wasn't out there at that point in time. Darvin, first of all, what did you think of Darvish today? And was the seventh inning, at least at all, related to 
whatever was going on. Uh, you know what? It, it might be a tiny bit of tightness, but I was not going to let him go out there for the seventh inning if, you know, he was feeling anything. So he's okay. He wanted to go out there. Um, he'll be fine for his next start. I just didn't want to. I didn't want him to have to go out there and pitch the seventh inning if I didn't think he was 100. percent Tightness in what capacity? What was just? He was just shaking his arm a little bit out there and just didn't feel. I didn't feel comfortable sending him out. The inconsistency of the strike zone was something that you seemed to have issue with all day. I did, but you know what? You got to fight through those things too. So we did. It wasn't a great strike zone. And we had, we did we had some good at bats. Manny had some great at bats, um, but it's a result oriented game, and we're not seeing those right now. Is the for the series this weekend? Is the urgency ratcheted up a little bit considering? It, it shouldn't ratchet up. I mean, we should play the same game all the time. Now, obviously, there's a little bit more when we play the Dodgers because what happened last year and all that stuff. But we should play the same game every day. That was uh, Padres manager Bob Melvin from Minnesota earlier today. As again, the Padres fall by a final of 5-3. to three. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. We'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard and wrap this one up in just a moment. Get you ready for tomorrow in L.A. Again, Gwyn and Chris coming your way in just a little bit here on 97.3 The Fan. Let's pause for station ID on the Padres radio network. KWFNFM and KWFNHD1 San Diego. Sorry. Hey, it's Fernando Jr. You're listening to Padres Baseball on Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up. Again, the final score, the Twins 5 and the Padres 3. Again, the final totals for Minnesota run 6 hits, no errors. And for San Diego, 3 runs, 6 hits, and no errors. Padres drop back to 19 and 19. On the season, big series against the L.A. Dodgers coming up starting tomorrow. We'll have more on that in a second. First, let's take a look at the scores from around the major leagues. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We have a couple of finals, or I should say one final, already today. The Reds beat the Mets 5-0 in Cincinnati earlier today. That is the Mets' fifth consecutive series loss. So, and I'm not saying it excuses the Padres' slow start at 19-19, but if you needed something maybe to make you feel a little bit better, the Mets, who have an even higher payroll than the Padres... They're 18 and 20. They have a worse record. So, see, it's not just the Padres going through some issues. Other teams expected to do big things also struggling. Mets are 18 and 20. Reds win it 5 to nothing in Cincinnati. One game going on right now. Royals leading the White Sox 3-1 in Kansas City in the seventh inning. Everything else is coming up a little bit later on. Rays and the Yankees at 4.05. In New York, Giants at the Diamondbacks at 6.40 in Arizona. Rangers at the A's at 6.40 in Oakland. And that is all that is going on in the major leagues today. Full schedule tomorrow. But a lot of teams have off on this Thursday in the major leagues. Taking a look ahead to tomorrow, a big series against the L.A. Dodgers. And I know if you've listened to me enough, I've said it's early in the year. It is. It's still only May 11th. But 
I don't think there's any way around it. This is its not the most important series the Padres will play all year. I'm not going that far. But it's an early season important series for the Padres based on the fact that they're 19-19, and a couple of very tough losses against the Minnesota Twins that you feel like they could have won. And the Padres entering tomorrow will be four games behind the Dodgers for first place in the NL West. My point being, if the series really doesn't go well in L.A., you could look up at the end of the weekend and be quite a bit behind in early to mid-May. So it's an important series, and especially with what happened at Petco Park last weekend where the Padres won on Friday, lost two winnable games on Saturday and Sunday. And again... The reason why they've been so winnable, for the most part, is because of what the pitching has done. The ERA is a staff hovering around two for the month of May. The starting pitching has been terrific for this team. As of late, I'm looking for my notes here. A 2-4-3 ERA, I said it earlier, 2-4-3 ERA in the last 10 games for the Padres starting pitching staff. It's been really good, good enough to win, and the Padres in those 10 games are 5-5. Five and five. So there has been an opportunity here to play better, uh, to win more games with more regularity. My point being with all that said is that it is a an important series against the L.A. Dodgers. And remember, after this weekend, the Padres and the Dodgers only will play one another seven more times. So if you fall behind by quite a bit, With the new schedule, you don't necessarily have as many opportunities head-to-head to to make up that ground as you used to. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Let's see what happens this weekend. But, again, the point being, with the Padres losing a couple of tough games in Minnesota, sitting at 500 and four games out of first place, it's, it's not an unimportant series. It's significant. So, hopefully, the Padres can get the bats going and uh, win a series in L.A. coming up tomorrow. Game one of that series at Dodger Stadium tomorrow at 7.10 p.m. here in San Diego. Our pregame coverage from Dodger Stadium, I'll be there tomorrow, is at 6.10 p.m. Pitching matchup tomorrow, left-hander Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres, right-hander Dustin May on the mound for the L.A. Dodgers. It's 7.10 on Friday, 4.15 on Saturday, 1.10 p.m. on Sunday as the rivalry gets renewed Last weekend in San Diego, this weekend in L.A. Taking a look at the final totals in this game here today. For the Minnesota Twins, five runs, six hits, no errors, they left on six. And for the Padres, three runs, six hits, no errors, they left on six as well. Winning pitcher in this game was Emilio Pagan, who improves to 3-0. and Losing pitcher was Brent Honeywell, who drops to 2-2. Two and two. The save, his third of the year, goes to Jorge Lopez. Time of game, 2 hours and 34 minutes, and the crowd. At Target Field in Minnesota, 23,365. Winning Chris, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby with you today. Coming up in just a few minutes, they'll have much more on this ball game. Again, the final score in Minneapolis, the Minnesota Twins 5 and the San Diego Padres 3. For our great studio coordinator, Matty Rhodes, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long on the Padres Radio Network.